Well, really, what plan doesn't involve Spencer dressing in drag wearing a wig? Not a plan that I want to be involved in. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 161. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And sweet trades. Sweet trades? Sweet trades. Like for candy? Uh, no. No, for sidecar parts in this case. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I traded Bob Work some of my uh, sidecar parts that wouldn't fit the bandit uh, for ones that will fit the bandit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how's that going? Uh, well, well, uh, well, <laughs> well, the bed is running. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a little rich. I need to go take a shim out from under the needles. But of course, with four carbs, that is a colossal pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And the Strom, of course, has chosen this time for its clutch to shit itself. So yeah, yeah. I kind of have to leave the bandit together if I want to be able to ride somewhere. <laughs> I saw you posting about the Strom. What happened? Oh, I, uh, I, uh, that didn't have any, uh, fluid in the Strom's clutch. Did none? Uh, none that you could see in the window. I mean, it works kind of, so. But I noticed that I was like, the clutch was like super touchy, like really, really touchy. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, like, that's not normally the case. It's normally got a nice big slappy friction zone. It takes uh-huh. an incredible pull. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, nice big slappy friction zone. And I'm, I'm, I'm noticing this. I'm like, that's really weird. Why is it doing that? And I look at the window and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you see a spider web. <laughs> yeah, a spider web. See, and the, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how long is this? Cause the strong yeah, has a funny boil smell for a while. That's not something that happens overnight. No, no, uh, no, no. So I'm suspecting it's been leaking slowly for a while, but I'm so used to adjusting to like trainer bikes. Uh huh. Um, that I was just, Adjusting to the strom as I went. As it, as it slowly died. As it slowly died. I just get on and be like, oh, this clutch is in a different place. I don't even notice I'm doing it anymore. This is so weird. Cause you know, I'll swap onto like, in, in an average weekend, the weekend where I figured out this was going on, yeah. I, I was riding 12 different bikes over the course of that weekend. Uh, yeah. But this is, of course, your bike. Yes, it is. You've had for years. Yes. Years. So, you know. That you know, like the back of your hand. Let's be, let's be fair to the bike in that a rubber piece failing on the bike at 60,000 miles and 11 years of service. Oh, completely. Not. I'm not, I am not saying anything. Not really a big, you know, it doesn't really owe me anything. I'm not saying anything about the bike. What was it you you said I was guilty of once? Just riding around. That's what it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sure it wasn't just riding along? Or was it just riding along? See, well, I, I'm not. I'm not a shade tree mechanic. The, JR, the JRA is a is a type of imaginary failure. Uh-huh. So had I had I did I not have the presence of mind to know myself, I would have said, "I was just riding along. My clutch <laughs> stopped working." No, no. What what happened was is my clutch started not working, and I fucking ignored it and just kept riding along. I was just riding along, and I crashed. What? I was just riding along, and my wheel came off. Really? What sound did it make before that? I'm not sure which one is worse, to be honest. I I was I've just been riding along, watching it get progressively worse. There's uh there's uh you know there's there's a. There's a lesson to be said about doing your tea clocks here. You're, you're like that. It's like that old philosophical argument about the frog slowly boiling in the pot, which is a crock of shit, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. You're that frog. Well, I, I <laughs> except you knew it was happening. Tires and wheels, controls, lights and electric. You were just like, man, oil, it's getting really hot. This is chassis, yeah, whatever. Stands. Just get on, let's go. Everything with the first C was fine. I gotta go to work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. So was it like that when we did the the Memorial Day? When we There's went- a decent chance. 
And, you, know, you, don't, you don't remember for sure. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, it until it was until it was so incredibly bad yeah. that I, it was such an incredibly touchy clutch that I was stalling the bike. Yeah, I didn't notice. <laughs> so I have no idea how long it was going on. It could have been going on. I mean, the, the smell's been going for months, and I've been trying to figure out where the oil's coming from, but I can never find it. Yeah, and I know why I can't find it now. <laughs> is because the place it's coming from is buried inside the cover, and I would never see it. <laughs> Do you know where it's leaking from? Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be the slave okay. cylinder. There's no because if it, if it was the master cylinder, it would be always sprang in my fucking hands, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the slave cylinder. Are you sure you, you just didn't, you, you didn't just blow off when it was spraying? <laughs> ah, it's spraying, <laughs> it's spraying corrosive fluid on my hands and my face. I just ah, whatever. <laughs> I gotta deal go. with it later. Work. Uh, <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I don't have time for these things. Speaking of taking time for things. We have to mention our sponsors for the show. Oh, yes. Uh, this show is brought to you by Helite, makers of the airbag protection vest, available at helitemoto.com. Um, we both wear them, and we both really like them. I forgot to put my vest on the other day when I went to work. I felt naked. It was unpleasant. I still always forget, half the time forget to clip in. Really? And I remember on the freeway. Have you considered a sticker? I've got a big red fucking remove before flight thing dangling from it. Uh-huh. And I still... No, I mean like up on your windshield or something. Maybe. I, that, I might, that might be my next step. Mm-hmm. Like just something on the helmet. Helite, if you're listening, you should sell stickers alongside as an optional extra. We've uh, Nicole and I from Helite have actually talked about that because I told her about the, the red remove mm-hmm. before flight. And she's like, "That's a, that's an idea. I like this idea. We need to make this happen. <laughs> I can see her marketing wheels starting to turn. Spin, spin. This show is also brought to you by the Good Adventure Company. Uh, sellers of fine soft luggage, renters of fine bikes, sellers of fine farkles, and runners of fine motorcycle tours like the best of the Colorado backcountry experience, which is coming in August at good-add.com. Good deal. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, what do we got here? Mm. Well, the season is upon us, Chuck. We are here now, uh-huh. June. We're well into June. And it's time beautiful for many... Beautiful weather. Uh, beautiful weather. And therefore, it is time for a lot of the bikes which have been hibernating to come out. And yes, finally Chuck. get sold. Yes, Chuck. <laughs> it is low mileage, overpriced sportster season here in Utah. Have you been looking? Yes, yes. I look at the local ads just to see if there's anything particularly funny that we need to throw on the show. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing particularly funny about any one ad, but the classifieds are awash. In low miles, has been babied. Don't ride it anymore. Single owner. <laughs> yes. Must sell. Baby on way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Garage kept. <laughs> wow. Responsible adult. Oh, adult rider. Mm-hmm. That's the adult rider. I like that one. Yes. Yeah. Good one. Overpriced, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're always, they're always, you know, the, the full price. It's the iron or the 48. And you know, they're, they're make sure, they make sure to have the specific sportster model because there's such a big difference. Um, <laughs> hint, there isn't. They look different. The sp- salesman told them there was a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 48, which is a great model. You know, the 48 is actually a pretty stripped down 8083 with cool paint. Let's just be clear about that. Um, <laughs> just throwing that out. Um, you know, 10, 11, 12 grand. You know, I owe this much money on it. Please, for the love of God, buy it from me. Take my loan. Take my loan. <laughs> Payments only. 
Number. Oh, that's like that bike we saw like a month or so back where the guy owed more than it was MSRP. Yes. <laughs> Glorious. Yeah, they're out there. And, uh, Didn't Harley this is do, the season. I guess Harley's not doing that thing anymore where if you bought a Sportster, they would buy back at full price as and apply it toward your... I cannot imagine they made a dime on that. Your next bike kind of thing, I forget. Yeah. No, I, I recall I recall the thing you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure they're not doing it. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I haven't looked at Harley in a while, so... And I'm pretty sure if your Sportster's upside down, they won't buy it back at full price. <laughs> <laughs> Guys! Guys! Loads of extras! Totally custom! <laughs> custom with what? Screaming Eagle! <laughs> that does not count. Iron crosses. Lots and lots of iron crosses. Uh, lots of them. So many. <laughs> with a skull in them. Skulls! Uh, yeah, they're out there. There's hundreds of them out there. It's like, it's like half of every page on the classifieds is the, is the, you know, Sportster or other, you know, like more discounted cruiser of some port. Mm-hmm. The Honda Shadows are out. The uh, the smallish Vulcans are out in force. Uh, it's it's nuts. Uh, you know, I've got a problem. What's that? I've, I've run into the fickleness of an eight year old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She likes the Ural, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to ride in it anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why not? Honestly, I think she doesn't want to put on a helmet. Oh, well, then you're in the car, kiddo. Pretty much. That's it, it is. It's a, it's the other night I went to pick her up for like evening with daddy sort of thing. We do that, you know, in the middle of the week. And I was on the Euro because that's what I, that's my yeah, commuter. Yeah, sure. And she's like, I don't want to ride the Euro. I'm like, what? It's a two minute around the block ride. Jump in, put the helmet on. Let's go eat. Let's go. And she's like, I don't want to go get the car. Are you sure the helmet still fits her? Uh, one of them does. She has a couple helmets. Okay. Um, cause you know, if the helmet was fitting badly, that would make me not want to wear it. Yeah. I, it could also just be hot as balls. Yeah, it's just hot. As, you know, she likes to ride it when there's, she's getting attention. Mm-hmm. Like at mm-hmm. school, she likes mm-hmm. to be picked up in it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it got to the point where I was just like, okay, here's your choice. I'm not going to go get the car and come pick you up. <laughs> you can jump in the Earl. We can go in my house or you can just stay here with mommy. And she's like, well, no, bye. I was just like, oh. That backfired. <laughs> Daddy got on the Euro and just drove away all sad. Yeah. I'm like, consequences. Gotta, gotta stick to gotta him. Gotta stick to him. I, maybe it's the, the helmet. I mean, you know, I've got the, I've got the half, the half mm-hmm. lid. Yeah. That I ride with the Euro and she's asked if she could wear one of those. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, yeah. So I, I try to make a point of always wearing the full face when I go to pick her up. Mm-hmm. But she knows that the half lid exists. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's not a dog where she instantly forgets. Mm-hmm. You know, I I stuck the half lid on her once to take her just around this block. Yeah. And she liked it. But even then she's still like, I don't want to ride the Euro. I like the Euro, but I don't want to ride it. Hmm. That that's what she says, you know. I like the Euro, but I don't want to ride it. I'm just like I'm going with the fickleness of the eight-year-old on this one. Yeah, that's. I mean, she's eight. You know, show up so. a few times in the car, and she's guaranteed to go, "Daddy, where's the girl?" I don't know. I don't know. If she would, mm-hmm. to be honest. She might. I mean, she does like the car too. And she, yeah. You know, yeah. so. And then I'm like, well, she doesn't ride a eight-year-old. Why do I have it? 
Why do I have it? <laughs> I mean, it's a great commuter and stuff, but you know, I could, I could put so many other bikes where it sits. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just throwing this out there. An SX? An SX, yeah. right, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. It's a pickle. I've even thought about that one, cause that one place up in Washington, wherever it was with the BMW and, yep. the, and the Hannigan, yep. he still has it for really? sale. Yeah. Still hasn't sold it. Mine is asking a little much, but. Figured somebody would talk him down and snag it by now. Well, he's he's changed it on his uh, li- dealer listing to you know call for price. Okay. So mm-hmm. I imagine that means he's he'll. I mean, it's a dealer. Sure. So, so you know. yeah, maybe the novelty of the thing might get her. I don't know, man. I'll tell you, my daughter's all gung ho. She's ready to go. She's like, so when you get the sidecar and I'm bigger, I can ride in it, right, Daddy? Yes, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And immediately runs to her mom, mommy. Daddy said, when I'm bigger, I can ride in the sidecar. <laughs> yes, you can. Today, she sees me riding the bandit when I met them for dinner because I was at work really late. Yeah. And she says, so, mommy, mommy, when, when my brother's big, we need to get two sidecars <laughs> so that he can ride too. And of course, my wife is like, well, we'll need two bikes with two sidecars. My daughter says, oh, well, you can ride the Strom and daddy will ride the bandit with a sidecar with me in the sidecar. <laughs> She's got plans. This kid is like planning everything. She's she's she still got calls it figured her, out. She still calls it her euro. Really? Yeah. It's just okay. she likes the idea of it right now. Just yeah. not the actual not the actual thing. And I'm thinking, you know, that Hannigan, the enclosed sidecar in this weather, oh. the, you know, yeah. ni- ninety nine degrees. Blah. You know, that's gonna be a it's gonna be an oven in there. That's why they sell an optional air conditioner for that yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bacon inside. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't see that novelty lasting long. Well, we, we, we always arrange for her to see the bandit in the Texas sidecar sometime when it's around to see if it's just, you know, novelty, yeah. missing novelty. It, you know, maybe it's the helmet or maybe it's just, you know, she's eight years old. And then I'll do a huge smoky burnout in front of your house with it and take off. Because that'll help. Because yeah. the Euro can do that. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> then I'll have to get the BMW. <laughs> I don't think the BMW can do a big smoky burnout either. I think you need something really overpowered with a light rig and a light uh, bike. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Screw One wheel and one finger. What? So I got I got to put a sidecar on the turbo sprint. I have no idea how that would go. <laughs> Pretty sure it would be bad. <laughs> 90% sure it would be bad, although possibly funny. <laughs> so, you know. Bob Bark, give me a call. <laughs> I need this, this, this bike needs a sidecar. <laughs> Bob's listening to this, he's laughing. <laughs> Claude's just adding up numbers. Yeah, Claude's, Claude's got his calculator out. Uh huh, yeah, and we can do that. We can do that. Make it submersible? Okay. Sure, yeah, submersible. We can do submersible. Let me find my price list for submersible. It just starts laughing. Yeah, from Claude's past life of uh, making James Bond cars. <laughs> Apparently, he's he's Q. Yep, he's the, the, the East Coast Q. Claude is in fact spelled with a Q. Turns out. <laughs> on on the note of buying bikes, I think it's time for classified because it wouldn't be Wilner's if we didn't look at a few classifieds. Absolutely, fine motorcycles available for sale today. I want to start with the Yamaha WR250X. Fun bike. Charlie has one. He likes it. Oh, okay. For sale is my 2009 Yamaha WR250X. Bike is 100% street legal in Iowa and is currently licensed and registered for 2016. 
bike is in decent shape overall. Now cracks or busted plastics. Some minor scratches, but nothing terrible. Bike is acting weird, and I've never owned one before, and I don't even know where to start. It has 6,703 miles on it, and I've owned it for a couple months now, and I need to sell it due to some previous tickets I've encountered. (laughs) This is a litany of pain. (laughs) Acting weird. And I've never owned one before. <laughs> it's acting weird. What do you suppose it means when you're when a bike is acting weird? Go back to the, go back to the show doc. I had some ideas. Of, it's acting weird. Like it, it's going out and staying out like really late at night with no explanation. Maybe it likes the idea of riding with you, but doesn't want to ride with you. Ah, ah. <laughs> Does it seem like maybe it has no interest in riding with you anymore? Like, like you know, like it's just doing it because it's supposed to. It seems moody, mm-hmm. sleeps all day. Yeah, yeah. Curtains yeah. are closed. He spends a lot of time alone in the bathroom, maybe. Is it acting weird or is it doing drugs? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you went out in the garage and there were like strange and slightly disturbing magazines all over the place, hidden in a corner. Like, what's that Harley Davidson magazine? Yeah, Iron, like Iron Hog Rider. Hog membership. Hog, Iron yeah. Hog. Yeah, yeah. Iron Hog Rider. Oh, oh maybe, maybe it's like a dog. Where it's like it's like pooping on the floor for apparent, no apparent reason, <laughs> right? It's doing that. That would be weird. That would be weird. You know, I, he doesn't even know where to start. I mean, they have shops you can go to. They have counselors. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your bike about drugs <laughs> before someone else does. does. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe the bike is going out in the garage and huffing nos. <laughs> The energy drink. Yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wow. Previous in tickets I have encountered. So like, mm-hmm. it's like you're driving down the road and there's like something on the side. You're like, what is that? And you stop. And you're like, oh my god, it's a ticket. <laughs> I'm almost. That almost sounds like he's had these tickets before he had the bike. Yeah. And then it's, and then he realized like the insurance would be like a gajillion dollars. Or you know he doesn't have a valid driver's license. <laughs> or that. <laughs> Damn it. Spoiled again. Curse you, Johnny Law. <laughs> Acting weird. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to go with uh, with uh, no on that one. Yeah, big no. Some minor scratches and is acting weird. <laughs> what did you do to it? Speaks Nothing. In, speaks in tongues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this makes me think of a, a, a sad story that just happened to one of our uh, friends of the show, or listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad, he went to sell his car. Mm-hmm person shows up they negotiate everything seems cool they hand over money he hands over you know the keys and everything you know good have a good day realizes he left the plates on the on the the car and he's like hey you know could you guys you know give them come back and they're like oh we'll drop them off at dmv for you he's like wow that's weird he goes deposit the money at the bank and the bank's like wow that's weird that's not real money. Oh my. Right? That sucks. <laughs> How fucked up is that? That's deeply fucked up. That is so, I never even. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And then like a few thousand dollars for a car. How do you get that much counterfeit money? Well, <laughs> if you, here's the thing about counterfeit money, Chuck, is you can print it. Yeah. You have as much as you have printer. Supplies. I guess it's just, I, I don't know. I just, you know. Well, I think of the, how, many, how many times have you shown up? I mean, like I've showed up to buy the bandit with like 
$22,000 stashed about my person variously. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so I'm pulling, like, 20s out of all sorts of freaking pockets based upon how much I actually make the deal for, but, like, you know. Yeah. Well, we can tell your money's real. It's moist and kind of yeah. rancid and, it you smells know. Smells funny. Smells funny. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what recourse you have if you don't have, like, a way to track a person down. No, I call the cops and be like, this happened. <clears throat> Can you pick them up if they have my car? <laughs> I mean, I guess your insurance, it, that counts as theft, right? I guess so, so yeah. Carry, carry comprehensive, kids. Ay. Yuck. Next up, we've got, uh, oh, a tr- uh, camping trailer. Motorcycle that? camping trailer. <laughs> $3,000. That's expect What the? It's a custom motorcycle camping trailer. has a built-in cooler, lower storage, upper storage, four adjustable legs for leveling the trailer, uh, spare tires for long trips, made from a real Batesville coffin. coffin. $4,000 custom-made frame and paint. Oh, my God. Mag-type wheels. If you don't like attention, this is not for you. I believe it. Everywhere I go with it, people crowd around. Hate to let it go, but it is what it is. Moved and have no space for it. Had a lot of fun. Now someone else can pretend to carry around a coffin body. That they're going to sleep in. <laughs> What's that for? I sleep in it. I have to go. This is a really nice looking coffin. Black coffin sitting on a trailer mm-hmm. that he's pulling with his trike. That is quite the thing. It is, uh, and it's, wow. And the inside does indeed have storage and a cooler, and I, yeah. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah? Yeah, because I thought he really would sleep in it. Oh. You know? Well, it's a, it's a camper trailer, right? Doesn't that mean it has, no, it's just storage, actually? Yeah, I figured it'd be, like, an actual place he could sleep in. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, you know, there's a net or something for bugs. I, yeah. Apparently not. yeah. No, it's just storage. Would you sleep in it? Oh, I see how it does. It folds out into a platform. Yeah. Okay, that's that's how it works. And then he sleeps on top of it? I guess. Well, I guess he could, yeah. It could work. Put Maybe put like a little tent on top? A little tent or a baby sack, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> Very creepy. Oh, okay, I see what he means by lower and upper storage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. So it's a platform for a tent. And it's already got the rails, so your friends mm-hmm. can help you carry it around. Mm-hmm. And it's got a skull on the back. Well, of course it does. Well, you know, come on. Because of course it does. Let's be realistic here. How could you not put a skull on the back? (laughs) I mean, it's practically a necessity. Oh my gosh. It it looks like a really well done conversion to a a coffin. This to me is another case where somebody, they had a vision and they made it happen. They had a vision and $4,000 to get a coffin. Apparently. Yeah. Or they already had the coffin. Because, yeah, I've got a few. Well, you buy it in case someone dies, and then they don't. And you're like, well, shit. <laughs> I've got yours, Todd. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> well, you'd have to get in line for that. There's a line of people. <laughs> the Todd Coffin. All right, next up. Next up is $1,400 clean. Good bike. Uh- and, and anything else? Clean! It's red. Good bike. It red. Yes. Yeah, this is a, uh, it looks like a Gen 2.5 Bandit. Um, okay. For $1,400? Yeah, it could be a 600, I guess. With the newer styling. But, uh, yeah, it's clean. Good bike. $1,400? 
Uh, if it's an old enough one, but that's not that old. It'll probably be a little newer than mine. Feels like a trap. It's clean. Trap. Clean. Clean trap. Clean trap. Good bike. Trap. Good bike. I like how all the pictures of it are all from the same side. Because it's a trap. Because, you know, like they were taking pictures of it in like an apartment complex and they're just trying to get you to come up with money so they can roll you. The other side is completely burned to a crisp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the other possibility is the entire right side of the thing is just completely just trashed. Burned, covered in melted plastic Mm -hmm. and steel. Clean. With a hand sticking out of it. Good bike. Nope. Clean. Nope. Good bike. Nope. How about the Ferrari of bikes? Um, you mean like a, like a Hayabusa or like a, like a really, like the Ducati Panigale? Any or- $400 or trade for a car. It's a 2008 BMW K1200S. Pretty sure that doesn't count as Ferrari. Fast sport like touring duties. Fantastic machine. Will not last long. Enough raw power to shock. With enough raw power to shock even the most seasoned adrenaline junkie. The K1200S Rolls you from a dead stop to 60 miles per hour in just 2.8 seconds. Uh-huh. Once you're over to whiplash, you'll keep climbing, topping out at speeds that run neck and neck with the fastest production motorcycles in the world. In 2008. Add ABS brakes and a few other creative comforts, and the sport bike world has a whole new leader. Did they, did they just like copy and paste this from like a BMW pamphlet that was around at the this time? Is this is an bike eight year, and it has to be because this is an eight year old bike. Yeah. Why buy my bike? One mm. owner. Ah, ah, ah. There it is. I paid cash for it new off the showroom floor and I have taken care of it. Baby did. Oh, I got two. Keep going. <laughs> All service done at the BMW dealership. Garage kept. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> All stock. Bike is loaded. Heated grips, ABS, onboard computer, sport cases, cruise control, professionally installed radar, hardwired with mount at BMW dealership. Never raced or abused. New battery. Why am I selling? I have three business and do not have time to ride it anymore. Bonus. The bark is, the bike is parked in my garage most of its life. May trade for Ben's SL500 E-Class 350 or Honda Civic. Plus cash. Plus cash. Something, Something cool. cool. No high mile, no project cars, no trash, no ATV, no trucks, no bikes, no side-by-sides. Mm-hmm. So we have here a fairly clean-looking K-12. Yes. Which is I can sad. see what one of his businesses is. He's cleverly advertising with uh, the the wraparound on his car, Mr. Investor. Oh, God. He's one of those those, like, weird... Weird, like, telephone pole advertisers. I think so. When he says he has three businesses, I am very dubious. Yes. <laughs> one, yeah. One's Mr. Investor, one's Herbalife, and the other's yeah. Beachbody. Uh-huh. <laughs> three different marketing businesses. Now, eight-year-old bike. Uh-huh. Doesn't say what mileage it is. Uh-huh. Do you think it's worth 8400 No. Shit, no. <laughs> Shit, No. There's almost nothing from 2008 that is still worth $8,400. I'm sure somebody would be like, Oh, BMWs really hold their value, especially the ones that have sat in a garage getting gunk in the butt, in the fuel tank for several years. I wonder how many miles it has. Ert. <laughs> Speaking of BMWs, mm. 
2015 BMW R9T Scrambler conversion with boats around it. Like, that's not a real thing. <laughs> that's Big Sky Motorsports. I don't think it is a real thing. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's 2015 BMW R9T, 2015 BMW R9T exclamation point. Like, the second time, really. Is this an R19? Converted into a scrambler! We can build it today! Wait. Let us build one for you! They didn't already. Change tires to Continental TKC80s! Next, Rizoma blinkers and brake lights, Rizoma rear fender and license plate holder, Seth's W Motech headlight guard! That's all it takes? RNG engineering engine guards! See pictures for changes! Call for details or stop in to see this amazing ride! This ad brought to you by the exclamation point! (laughs) I. That's all? My favorite part about this, hands down, for their scrambler conversion is here's what they did for the scrambler conversion. They put on a different muffler. They put on guards around the end of the uh, the jugs. And they put on knobbies. Yeah. Did they put on a new muffler? Uh, it might not be. That might be the stock muffler. Yeah. I was... Maybe it's the stock muffler. So that's the muffler stock. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm going scrambling, I like to have a really, you know, heavy bike um, with a nice low muffler. Um, you know, straight street suspension and knobbies on it. And I'm totally scramble ready at that point. Yeah. This is, this is a scrambler for the engine person. guard. Oh yeah. Engine guard. Sorry. Yeah. It's got an, what do you need, man? It's got an engine guard. You're right. Clearly this is ready with its, you know, two and a half inches of ground clearance for, for, <laughs> the, for the dirt. I mean, and the headlight guard. Yeah, sort of. well, it, it makes it look, you know, scrambler This This yeah. is a scrambler for the person who wants to pull up at the Starbucks, Starbucks. <laughs> and look scrambly. <laughs> this is my scrambler conversion. This, this is where we're going, mm-hmm. from the adventure bike to the scrambler. The scrambler. Where are you scrambling to? <laughs> where? Starbucks. 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 The office, my the dentist office where I work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the dentist. <laughs> uh, so if you're a dentist and you want to look vaguely scrambly, the, the, my favorite part about this is the physical middle of this bike is so fat. It looks completely out of place. It looks like a fat kid wearing a superhero costume. I don't like the rear fender. No, no, they put the high rear fender on it, too. But it's it's got clearly street wheels on it, and it it really it looks like a fat kid wearing a superhero costume. Yeah, you know what it kind of looks no like. No suspension to me? travel. No. You know What's what that? it kind of looks like to me? A, a Ducati Diablo. Oh, bad. A little bit. It's got all its mass up front here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of no tail to speak of. Yeah, just hanging off the back there. Yeah, like I, I just wow, man. I mean, okay. <sighs> It's now, not my... you could make a scrambler type of thing by putting some longer travel suspension on this. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what a GS is, right? Yeah. You know, and that could be capable. They move the pipes up. But the, but the, but the pipe down on the ground and the, you know, bone stock suspension with knobbies. So now it'll ride shitty on the street. Go you. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not digging the, the aesthetic here. No, no, it's not. It's, it's somebody saw a scrambler. It needs a lot more work. It needs a lot more something. It needs a lot less bike is what it needs to be a scrambler. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's the real problem here. Yeah. This bike needs less bike to be a scrambler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Scramble your way out to Starbucks. We wanted to give a big shout out to Logan Brown, mm. who just straight up bought us two months worth of hosting for the podcast. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks so much. Him and his wife, they went out, they did the 
they've been inspired by our show, I guess, to go out and buy bikes, take the safety class, start riding together. Awesome. Right, that's pretty cool, right? Go you guys. He's been sending me a bunch of gear questions. Oh, okay. So, of course, I told him to buy everything in pink because mm-hmm. that's, that's safer. safest color. Absolutely safe. Safest. Color. Pink. Human eye actually responds to pink better than it does other colors. Best ever. Mm-hmm. Also, a big shout out to Cena, makers of fine Bluetooth headsets, which both wheelers use. Religiously. All the time. I actually put the, uh, put the uh, speakers in mine. The other day, just to see how they were, figured we could give it a real review of that. Okay. Um, I'm shocked at how good they are, actually. Really? I mean, they still can't overcome the bandit's exhaust. Very few things. <laughs> Honestly, my headphones, I have to turn up to overcome the bandit exhaust. Yeah. Um, but they're quite good, actually. I mean, they, those helmet speakers have come out a long way since the ones I had in my okay. setup. So, oh, the try out with those. Yeah, I'm still just using uh, the oh, earbuds yeah. with mine on. I just haven't found a way to unawkwardly put the earbuds in, especially when the earbud cable gets hooked around the clips on your helite vest yeah this is totally like a gear dork problem yeah but <laughs> too many cables too many too many cables too many clips <laughs> bike falls over with you on it but i still vest deploys <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just lying there and you like push the button on your cena click call chuck say a command <laughs> Uh, Say a command. Call Chuck. Chuck, help. <laughs> I'm inflated. Chuck comes, laughs, leaves, <laughs> takes pictures. You're a good friend, Chuck. I am. You're a good friend. So, with that out of the way, let's talk to our guest. All right, so we're on with uh, Spencer Hill, the gear dude. Once again, Spencer, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. Hi. And we hear, we, we hear you're, uh, you, you're, uh, you're on an exciting and adventurous trip to Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I came uh, all the way over to the Tour Tech Rally in eastern Washington mm-hmm. and decided that wasn't adventurous enough, so uh, I took off to Starbucks here. So just just out of curiosity, how close is the Starbucks to the Tour Tech Rally? Uh, well, you know, you got the Starbucks cart at the rally. Shut uh, up! This is, no, I'm joking. There's no Starbucks <laughs> there, really. The Tour Tech Rally is in the back room of the Starbucks. He's in the front. They're missing a key market there, though. I mean, they really, they really could. Be- right now, someone is like, cart, Starbucks cart, next year, yes. <laughs> There's going to be a sidecar with the Starbucks sidecar. Yeah. I can see it now. That could be better than the ice cream. But the, the actual, I'm in Leavenworth right now, which Fort is Leavenworth? probably 20 minutes away from like the actual. Yeah, Fort Leavenworth? Isn't that where the military prison is? No, no, that's different. Oh, okay. No, no, this is actually, Leavenworth, Washington is a funny little town. It's like modeled after a Bavarian village. Why is it modeled after a Bavarian village? I have no idea. But like seriously, all the there's like a building code, so all the buildings have to look villagey and it's so even the Starbucks is like all outfitted to look silly. This has little umlauts over the U. Starbucks, yeah, exactly. Starbucks. That's that's like Park City. Everything's got to look kind of yeah, minery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. So that's like their tourist shtick is, uh, you know, Bavarian. How did the girls look? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Really, a lot of them are hiding inside right now because it's uh, pissing down rain. Uh, <laughs> you you are in Washington. Clearly, yeah. adventure for yeah, the Tech rally. Yeah, this, there's a dark cloud that has been following me across the state of Washington. Wherever I go, uh, it started first thing this morning. It followed me all the way over here, and I had like an hour or two off, and now it followed me to the Starbucks. 
It's actually raining inside the Starbucks. How, how's the rally been so far? So far, so good. Uh, today's kind of just when everybody shows up and uh, the the opening day. So mm-hmm. a lot of excitement in the air, a lot of adventure bikes, a lot of cool stuff to see. And then tomorrow, uh, they actually start the, the guided rides and stuff. Okay. I've only been to Overland Expo. Can you compare it to that? Uh, it's not on the same scale, really. I mean, it's growing. There'll probably be 500 adventure bikes uh, here this year. So, I mean, it's getting really big. I would say it's, it's, it's much bigger than the motorcycle section of the Overland Rally or the Overland Expo, but not as big as the, the general the, the whole thing, you know. Does any uh, company stand a chance at the rally besides Touratech? I don't know. They we they have a lot of vendors, Moscow Moto, uh, and then a lot of stuff like conflict uh, conflict motorsport suspension, uh, lighting companies. So it's kind of the same as Overland Expo in in that sense that they have a lot of. You can buy a lot of Farkles, you know. Any like super cool Farkle you've seen so far? I love the uh, Cyclops uh, lights. There are these crazy LED lights, and I really need to improve the headlight on my bike. So I think I'm actually going to buy one of their little LED bulb conversions for my headlight. Nice. Fancy. Ooh. That'll, that'll come in handy when you ride up the divide next month, huh? Yes, it should. Hopefully I won't be doing too much night riding on that trip, because if I'm doing night riding, that means that we're way behind. <laughs> Well, it could be you're just there to blind the person in front of you. For those for those who've forgotten, Spencer's taken part in the first ride up the divide, which is next month. Yeah, you're starting on about the the twelfth. We leave Washington on the fifth, and we're hauling the bikes down there in a U-Haul, which isn't very ADV. But um, yeah, and then we actually start in Antelope Wells, New Mexico, on the eighth, the eighth of July. U-Haul adventure. Well, you know, it's only the U-Haul's not adventure unless you take it off-road. Just saying. <laughs> you don't even have to go very far. Yeah, take it off-road with four with four bikes in the back. I was hoping they stay in place. You don't even have to have the bikes in the back. Just, you know, just get a little bit of air. Just a little. It's a <laughs> rental. It's cool. Little sky under the tires. No one will know. Let's test out the suspension a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to be on the bikes on the 8th, departing from where? Uh, Antelope Wells, New Mexico. So it's it's right on the the border, the Mexico U.S. border. And you're going to be in Colorado about the 12th, right? Uh, yeah, I don't have the, the itinerary in front of me, but that sounds vaguely correct. I think that was because I was because we were looking at trying to hook up with you somewhere in Colorado, but we have jobs. That seems pretty early because I want to say that I think it takes like three or four days for us to get out of. New Mexico. Okay. Hmm. It was like four days. I don't know. I got to find an itinerary. Somewhere in there. And, and they're wicked slow, so, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. I just, I couldn't get the time away from my job to try to get out there to meet them. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're missing an opportunity to get the flying U-Haul into the movie. Just, you know, throwing that out there. <laughs> well, we, we will be filming uh, a trip down there, so at least we can do like a sort of speedy shot of compressed 27 hours of us boringly sitting in a u-haul truck into like one 10 second sequence or something we're driving places at the end so you you, two of these guys haven't ridden before right two of these guys are newbies two of these guys are yeah they're they're dirt virgins really but they have Um, ridden norm like other bikes 
No, no. Like uh, they, they both took, they both took their uh, motorcycle safety foundation classes, like uh, within the last couple months here. Okay. And then I've taken each one of them out on like a fifty-mile sort of warm-up ride, so they got familiar with their their bikes that they're going to be riding. So they've each had about fifty miles of of seat time on their bikes. They're going to be doing this three thousand mile trip on. What are they riding? Uh, they're both riding KLR six fifties. Okay, that should be that should be relatively manageable. And if they, well, when they drop them, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, we've uh, we already we already launched one of them off of a, a ravine. Seriously, like fifteen feet down a ravine, and it didn't even break a turn signal. Wow, who was, was on the amazing. bike? <laughs> one of our newbies. Uh, his, he got like maybe ten miles into it, dropped down into a pothole on like Jeep two track stuff. And he grabbed a whole lot of throttle and turned the bike about 90 degrees and launched it right off of a ravine. And he went down about 15 or 20 feet. And he's still going. He's still going, thankfully. Yes, he's very, very resilient. And uh, He bounces. But that was like the scariest thing I think I've ever seen. Did he even get hurt? No. No, I mean, he bruised (laughs) up his wrist a little bit and he bruised up his knee. but, uh, But that was it. It was kind of insane. Um, yeah, I got the video up on the first ride up the divide Instagram now, and it's it's pretty. Well, oh, it's cool to watch, but it still kind of turns my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> cool to watch in the way that things that are kind of awful are cool. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of like the way that Americans love to watch stuff go bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, since we approached it obliquely, what kind of protective gear, or riding gear, are you guys wearing for this trip? Uh, we have Climb on board as our flagship sponsor. Um, and uh, they've been really great with outfitting our, our new guys with everything that they need, you know, because the guys, obviously, they've never ridden before, so they had no riding gear. Right. And uh, normally, you know, you kind of acquire gear, you know, over a long period of time, but we face the challenge of they need everything right now. So Climb was awesome about coming through and getting these guys the, the best riding gear that they could have, you know. I'm just kind of, I'm trying to envision the gear that survives a 15 foot drop on a motorcycle. Well, yeah, you should, you should see the video. The climb gear really saved his ass. Um, and he said that he really felt the elbow and the the back protector. And then, uh, on the bike, we had Outback Mototech. They're another one of our, our sponsors and we had their crash bars and skid plate on the bike. And, uh, I mean, it's like their, their motto is like, uh, till the wheels come off or till the wheels fall off and i totally believe that now it's like not bullshit because like i said it i mean nothing was wrong with the bike and we had to like drag it out of that ravine with uh toe straps and come alongs and stuff so (laughs) wow and there's like a there's like a little crack on the fairing and that's it which now it's now it's a real klr right it's a real klr yeah yeah so but there's no milk crate on it yet. No so milk crate. Dude, get with the program. You need a milk crate sponsor. No styrofoam cooler. Yeah. No, I've seen a lot of tackle boxes. You get tackle boxes yeah. in there. Yeah. Every the action packer. That's a good one. So you're one. Of the, you guys are like those fancy Kella riders with the tackle boxes. On yeah. The and plastic <laughs> boxes. <laughs> oh, so the Rubbermaid. Those Rubbermaid bins. Those are kind of universally popular. Oh, yeah. With adventure bikes. I had a toolbox yeah. on the Buell, so you know I can't talk. You're that guy. I, I gotta. Like a... I gotta 
milk crate on the bandit, so. Yeah. So it's going to be the two new guys, you and Steve from Cafe Racer? Yeah. Uh, Steve is our uh, principal photographer and uh, our sort of uh, guiding light on this trip, if you will. I just got a text from him. He's shipping his bike. He's got to drop it off like tomorrow morning, I think. Oh, wow. To get it shipped to El Paso. So One of those reasons. He's kind of freaking out. Slow shippers. <laughs> okay. So he's going to meet you guys. There. He's not shipping it all the way to Washington and then back. <laughs> he's he's not no, cramming no, into the U-Haul with you guys? No, no. Uh, we're getting – He's so he's shipping his bike to El Paso. One of the other newbies is flying into El Paso, and then the other three of us are riding down in the U-Haul, and we're all going to meet up and unload the bikes in El Paso and go from there. I just said El Paso like five times. Right. So who, who am I missing? Yeah. Uh, so we've got three experienced guys, Steve, me, and uh, my friend uh, Jared. Jared, that's right. And then the two, new, and the two newbies. Nice. So was this, this whole thing was just, you know, with the newbies was just an excuse to get guys to sponsor you? That's why you guys go tackle hey, the divide? Hey, we need some time for the new guys. <laughs> also, no, no, it what it really was is I, I had this idea for this trip and I kept wanting to do this thing, you know, like kind of showcase how accessible adventure riding was. And, uh, then it turned into a thing where I was like, well, I want to make a documentary about this. And the expense that goes into this is insane for trying to do all the filming and all the gear for the new guys and stuff. So, I mean, it's still costing us a lot of money, but, the sponsors are really helping us offset by, by giving us, you know, the right gear uh, and the right protective stuff to get it done, you know. But it, it all started with me just kind of wanting to do this trip as a, well, it started out as like a magazine story. And then I was like, well, I can do the magazine story, but we could also film it. And then I was like, well, I could also film it and we could have this production company turn it into like a legitimate uh, project. So it, it's just, it's really snowballed over the last uh, couple months. That's pretty cool, man. Clearly, yeah. clearly people are into um, the idea. I mean, especially for, you, you think of adventure riding now, and it's the, there's the hardcore enthusiast, and I don't know, it feels like it isn't, it doesn't have the, the uh, I don't know, the mystique anymore. Yeah, where it's not like you, you see somebody on an adventure bike, and you're like, oh, wow, I've never seen that before. Now it's like, Oh yeah, I see that guy commuting to work every day. Yeah, you know? yeah. Some of it's even reached the point where I see adventure bikes riding around with uh, like t-shirt and shorts. Which yeah, just kills me. Uh, I thought our tribe uh, was sufficiently dorky that we wore proper <laughs> gear all the time. I like. I thought of that distinction as well. I kind of thought we were more sort of safety forward conscious or whatever you want to call it. But I don't know. There's going to be the the flip flops and shorts guys. Well, in fairness, every flip-flops and shorts guy I've seen has been on a really shiny new one. Yeah. yeah. Not a, you know, shit pile like you and I ride. It's a, it's like a, you know, it's a status symbol if you got like a GS or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's like any other BMW whatever. Yeah. <laughs> BMW collection of numbers and letters. You know, someone yeah. sent me the other day a BMW bicycle. Oh. You can buy a BMW really? bicycle. I have BMW sticker on my bicycle. Does that count? I didn't know. I had no idea. It's you put BMW stickers on everything. No, it never ever counts. I bought like six. Never ever counts. <laughs> yeah, there's a BMW Land Cruiser. I think it is. I don't know. It's oh a bicycle <laughs> for the for the ultimate in lightweight. You know, <laughs> Volkswagen aerodynamic technology. Volkswagen riding, ringing, digging, 
Brigham Reagan uh, with a beak. And I just imagine a bicycle <laughs> with a giant beak. Yeah, and that, that, that's what you're getting. Yeah, in a Bavarian village. BMW is just like put a beak on it. You know, it's like put a bird on it. Put a beak on it. Put a beak on it. Yeah. So how long is this trip going to be? How many how many nights? Well, are we talking like best best case scenario or worst case scenario? Because best case scenario, best case scenario, we're looking at two weeks. Worst case scenario, we're looking at just shy of three weeks. I'm pretty confident that we can end up somewhere in the middle. Okay, because I'm just like, what, what's the point where one of the guys is like? I've got to leave the bike here I, now. I have to go. <laughs> I'm hitchhiking to the highway. <laughs> that's that's right about that's right before three weeks. <laughs> my, my boss is, has found me. <laughs> yeah, my boss turns out he follows me on Instagram. We got I got to get out of here. I gotta go. I told him. I told him my mom was sick. <laughs> I told him my mom was dying. Oh no! And she lives way out in the middle of nowhere. That actually happened to one of the guys. He. He didn't know what he was going to do to get the time off work. And he kind of had one plan that I'm not going to go into. But <laughs> anyway. It involved jumping over a row of cars. <laughs> anyway. And then he kind of realized that this was going to get some traction. Like we were going to. It could be his <laughs> boss to find out about this. And he was like, I, I got to come clean with the guy. And so he did. So <laughs> honesty is the best policy, and he got the time off work. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty funny. There was a large and convoluted plan to create. The, it involved Spencer putting dressing in drag and wearing a wig. <laughs> well, really, what plan doesn't involve Spencer dressing in drag, wearing a wig? Not a plan that I want to be involved in. <laughs> So what are you excited for at the Tour Tech Rally? Because you said there are guided rides coming tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Do you have any particularly cool ones you're going on? Um, well, I have a couple buddies that uh, guide the rides, um, you know, so I, I like going along on them. And uh, I really enjoy these rides because I don't have to do any scouting or any preparation. You know, they, they send you mm -hmm. the tracks and I have the tracks loaded on my GPS. So it's really plug and play. Just hop onto the ride and they have like really amazing routes already planned out. So I just don't have to do anything to like get ready for it or anything, you know? Is Rawhide there? Uh, Rawhide is not there. Jimmy Lewis is here. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, I bet Jimmy Lewis doesn't have a, a rolling coffee bar like Rawhide does. I don't think he does. I think he's got a really nice no. trailer though. I think I, it's like, you like pick it out in the field by like the nicest like RV trailer combo. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's probably it. It's got laser lights. Yeah, probably like uh, the, what do they call it when the, the car's underlit, like ground effect or something. Oh, yeah, the neon underglow, yeah. Yeah. The stripper pole comes out the top. Yeah. Uh, it all comes together. They've actually got like a bunch of uh, training this year. They've got like a company called Dirt First, which is a training company. Uh, a local company called PSSOR and Jimmy Lewis School. Oh, the uh, the Puget Sound folks, right? Yeah, Puget Sound Safety Organization. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to get them on the show at some point. They seem pretty cool. Yeah, Brett um, Brett Tax. He runs that. He's uh, I've met him a couple times. I, I've taken a class from him. He's a really nice guy. So I am. St I have a very very outside chance that I could still go on this. Or meet you guys at some point. Yeah, it's really slim, really slim. I really think you should. I I, I totally should. I, I need to juggle 
child and work schedules to make it happen. Um, should I show up on the Buell, which will guarantee disaster, or should I show up on the Ural, which will guarantee comedy? God, those are both so cool. The Ural would be hilarious, <laughs> but the Buell would be cool and probably get some good footage of us like having to like tow it down a mountain pass or something. You get some good footage of it on fire, <laughs> screaming yes. down a hill, <laughs> me clinging to it desperately. I don't know. I don't know. I think either. I kind of want you to bring the Ural because I kind of want to ride it. Or ride in the sidecar for some reason. That could be kind of cool. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. It must be easy to pack the Ural, though. You just throw all your shit in the sidecar. <laughs> Shovel. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've never seen Chuck pack. He... Not like any of this, like trying to distribute to di- distribute weight or anything. You're like, no, nah, just keep throwing shit in the sidecar until it's full. Then it's done. Yeah, it rides, it rides better when it's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. It's my commuter right now. Oh nice. Actually, it's road legal, whereas the Buell right now is not. So, <laughs> which may force the issue. It just needs headlights. I just need headlights, and then I'll pass inspection. <laughs> just need headlights. Just headlights. I'm pretty sure it's just bulbs. I'm yeah, pretty sure I'm just bulbs. I could just light little torches in the. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that'd be awesome. We'd love that. Well, I do have the itinerary, so if I can make this work, I'll be in touch with you. I think that would be really awesome. And we'll figure out. Um, because we're... I, it would be cool. We got a couple... Um, well, we got people meeting up with us kind of everywhere along the ride. And uh, I just think oh, it'll be ass. a really cool way to kind of mix it up and for every for the new guys to get kind of different perspectives from all kinds of people, you know? Oh, that'd be kick-ass. Yeah. Cool. So when will people actually be able to see the movie? When will, when will that be together where they can go and, uh, and watch the show? Well, I can't make any promises. Our goal is to have it ready uh, by at least this time next year so that hopefully at events like the Tour Tech Rally and the Overland Expo, we can kind of be showing it and, and promoting it, you know. Um, and uh, I kind of have faith in that because uh, we have a production company, Accidental Production. It's doing all the editing and post-production for us so it's not like i'm going to be trying to oh, do nice. it on my computer myself which would have been a, a nightmare and it would have looked like a, a child did a youtube video or something <laughs> yeah amateur editors can take a long time to get things edited yeah yeah Good they job. can't what <laughs> shut up i'm not even the amateur editor i'm i don't know i'm not even youtube competent <laughs> So if I do go to this, remind me, Todd, I need to print out like a 10-foot-wide Wheel Nerds banner. Yes. To just fly from the... Fly behind the Buell. Fly, fly behind mm-hmm. the, the whatever I'm on. Just And make sure it's always in camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like no way Somebody's to... talking. There's a Wheel Nerds banner over there. <laughs> just get like a temporary Wheel Nerds tattoo for your forehead. Oh, uh, there will be one. It won't be temporary, and it won't be on mine. <laughs> you have to sleep sometime, Spencer. I guess. Uh, for the rest of the ride, I just have in Sharpie wheel nerds across my forehead. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah, yeah it's got it's got legs. We can, I, I'll give you a buck. <laughs> I don't hey, know. Whoa, man. that's a that's a big ding on our on our, on our a taco our budget. Yeah, can the we tacos. sponsor you for tacos. five bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might you might have to take that up with Steve. Oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> will this will this movie be available in a collector's brushed aluminum case in time for the Tour Tech Rally? Absolutely, it will be in brushed aluminum. 
usable as a side stand puck. It might even be like anodized black or something like that oh. if we want to get real tricky. It'll be shaped like the Starbucks logo. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I like it too, man. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, I, I see you because I really miss you in the most non-homoerotic way possible. Yeah, man. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, are we doing the AIM Expo again this year? I'm. I, I am planning on it. Yeah, because I've. I've been saving up PTO and stuff, so, yeah. I'm planning on it, too. I had okay, too much cool. fun last year to not go again. Yeah, it's it's a great show to go to if, you, if you're just going, like, one or so. Todd looks sad. Todd looks so, so sad. You know, Why you just, can't Todd go? Why can't Todd go? Kids. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm trying to take advantage of all this stuff while I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I spent a lot I, of years. I have a limited limited time frame. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot, a lot of years drinking beer and skiing every day, and uh, now, now I have kids, and you know the whole responsibility thing is caught up temporarily. He looks so sad. Oh well, what but, can you do? Uh, yeah, I might be able to, like I said, depending on how I can juggle these things. But if I don't make it, then you know, good luck on this thing, man. Yeah, thanks. Hopefully, uh, we don't have any major disasters, and uh, we just finish. My only goal is to finish in one piece. That would be great. That's what she said. Uh. <laughs> Disappointment on both ends. I'm so sad. <laughs> That's how it goes. So listeners can check out the first ride up the divide. Instagram, was it? Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram and Facebook. You want to plug all that real quick? I don't have it written down because I'm unprofessional. Yeah, sure. There's the geardude.com, right? Geardude.com. Uh, the Gear Dude 690 on Instagram. Uh, the Gear Dude on Facebook. First Ride Up the Divide on Facebook. First Ride Up the Divide on Instagram. And Ride Up the Divide. Uh, I don't know what the Twitter is. So yeah, that's cool. Twitter. I will stick links in the show notes for everyone to find and follow. And if you're really lucky, maybe you'll see my ugly face pop up on their Instagram. Because who doesn't like to see that? Hope so. All right, man. Well, thanks for talking to us, taking time out from the uh, the tour tech to grab some Starbucks and chat. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on again. It's a lot of fun. All right, right up the divide. Yeah, man. I'll be. I so hope I can make that work. That'd be pretty cool. My girlfriend's maybe, cool with it. Maybe you could convince your daughter to go with you. Uh that'd be a neat father daughter trip. It would be. Wonder. Take some doing on the Ural, but you know, whatever. It would take some doing. Well, you know, you set her up with some music and stuff. That would be a camping a whole bit. Camping a whole bit. I don't know if she if she would just stand the the. I don't know. Maybe you float it. I, I mean, float worst it. case scenario, you get a little way, and she's like, "This isn't so much fun." You're like, "All right, we're gonna camp for a couple of days and go home." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I wouldn't tie her to a tree and tell her I'll pick her up on the way back. <laughs> I wouldn't do that at all. That's that's irresponsible. Why would you suggest that, Todd? That's silly. What? Nothing. Okay. Let's keep going. We got mail. Mail. <laughs> Yay. Ted from the Motorcycle Man podcast says, Hey, guys. I met Nicole at Americade, and she says, Hello. I had the chance to check out the vest and their leather riding vest with the airbag tech built into it. Over $900, and it is heavy. Dirt Days of Americade is freaking awesome. Nah, just kidding. I never made it out there. <laughs> but he got closer than we did. Yes. Go him. 900 bucks for a leather one. 
Well, it's cooler, isn't it? But if you want to be a pirate, yeah. What do. price piracy? Mm. What mm. price coolness? That's true. Yeah. Got to fit in. Brian writes, I've been enjoying your show for quite some time. Keep up the good work. I wanted to let you know I heard you guys mentioned on the Cafe Racer podcast that you had interviewed Eric Buell. Cue in the needle scratching across the record sound. I'm not going to do that for you, by the way. No. That that's just for us. That's our that's our thing. Mm-hmm. Our shtick. Listeners don't get sound. You effects. don't get that no. unless unless sound you, effects are for sponsors. If you send us money, yeah, then you can get <laughs> then you get a sound effect, whatever sound effect you want. Anyways, what the f? I haven't heard that show. I looked at my podcast feed, and the last episode I had was "Say Another Command." Oh god, another one. FYI, maybe it's just me having a problem, but it looks like you changed your web page and that yeah. may have broken the RSS feed. I resubscribed and now I have three new episodes to listen to. It is like Christmas in June. Yes, the pain of our existence. We changed to a new host and we're really pleased with the host. However, unfortunately, everybody's RSS feed is cached on the old one. We're not putting episodes into anymore because it goes to a defunct host. Right. Though, didn't you tell me you thought it's, it finally updated? Because you saw, like, a big bump. Uh, a bunch of stuff happened. So either like lots a of people couple days ago, us, which I guess could happen. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully it's updated. So, yeah, we, if you're if you're missing shows, and, you know, I guess if you hear this, then you're not. <laughs> crap. If you're not paying attention to our Facebook page, I guess I have to add something on the webpage, too, about please redo, redo your, your thing. Yeah. So if you have screwing. friends who are complaining they're not getting new episodes, go. You know, and if you haven't told your friends about Wheel Nerds or talked to them about them. What the crap? Why not? Seriously. Get with the what, Why? Why? Come on. You're killing me, Smalls. We, we interviewed Eric Buell for, for fuck's sake. Injures me. What more right do you, here. What more do you want? Hurts. Physically What hurts. more do you want? Wayne writes, just finished episode 159. Congratulations on scoring an interview with Eric Buell. Hey, thanks. After listening, I was looking back at the website and reviewing the EBR reopening articles on the web. He's like Rocky. He just keeps getting back up. The interview revealed insights into his personality and answered some lingering questions. I have even more respect for him now. Yeah, that that's here, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that seems to be the general feeling. That one, I, I feel like we may have hit the definitive Buell interview on that one. Hell yeah. This may be a dumb question, but is there any tangible benefit to the show from our download counter webpage hits? Is it one better from a ratings perspective than another? I'm one of those who listen to every show in the archive and eventually get caught up. I just listened off the website, but if it offers any advantage, I'll download it from now on. Doesn't matter. Todd, you've gone down the rabbit hole of seduction that is the big blocks. The large displacement air-cooled fours will have you looking for unsuspecting victims to trounce in a roll-on contest. I had an FJ-1100 with a flow-ported head and 14-to-1 compression ratio. <laughs> it exploded. It cooked valve guide seals. Oh, no, it actually did. It cooked valve guide seals, even the carbon-integrated ones, every 5,000 miles from combustion heat, but it would walk away from newer bikes of that era, as long as I wasn't close to 5,000 miles, at bike length per gear shift. Before you mount the side guard, you may be tempted to challenge Tuck's turbo spring. If his turbo insulation was done properly and the fueling rates were matched, he will be more than a match. A well-executed turbo is the only thing better in a roll-on contest through multiple gears. V-twins have serious torque as well, but many with their legs are too short between shifts. I had to smile when I heard about this new additions to your respective stables. I got away from sport bikes after my TL1000R, but I've been riding for 48 years now. Holy crap! My current stable has a definite off-road bias. The thing I liked about your recent selection of machines is that each bike reflects a passionate choice. Just a note for posterity from an old guy who's still riding. In 48 years of riding, I've never justified my passion for this support with discussions about practicality, fuel mileage, carbon footprint, or road impact. I've answered honestly and said, I ride motorcycles because they're exciting and provide a thrill and a level of satisfaction, but nothing else. 
Keep the passion, guys. I have a feeling Eric would say the same. Wow. And he included a picture of his stable. He's got a lot of bikes. His stable. <laughs> as much as you can see the other side of it in the picture. His harem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing he's missing from that that uh, bit about the, the matchup between my turbo sprint and, and your bandit mm-hmm. is a rider that can that can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you with my turbo sprint. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I am not the best writer in the world. I'll admit that. No, I, I suspect a runoff between those two would be really about who could keep the front wheel on the ground. <laughs> that would be the, the art and science of that race. <laughs> neither, one, neither one likes to keep too much weight there. They are, they are both fun as hell to ride, mm-hmm. I imagine. You haven't, I haven't rode the bandit yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure. I, the trouble is I can't bring it over at night because I'm yeah. the kids up. <laughs> Complaints everywhere. <laughs> Everyone, God damn it. <laughs> I'd be like, your bark is so loud. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's probably not as fast as the turbo sprint at the top end, but oh my God, does that thing come on hard? Mm-hmm. Right from the bottom. Just let's go. You want to go fast, right? No, man. I just got a speeding ticket. Let's not go fast. Come on. Let's go fast. We can't go fast. I don't, I don't want to go fast. The sprint's like, I have to go fast. If I don't go fast, I'm just going to die. You're not going fast. Blah. Have to go fast. Blah. <laughs> Otherwise. What, what have you learned, Todd? I've learned that apparently we're not racing each other enough. <laughs> what have you learned? There's a ride we need to do. <laughs> That's all we got time Golden for. Eagle and Deer Be Damned. And that's what we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. I, th- I so confident. Like the, the point where the go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was, was going to say the, the point where. Can... <laughs> I can't believe we did that twice. We're so bad at this.